Riot Squad, a female-powered media agency proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A dot com. See you there. Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. On this episode of Bonus Tracks, I am joined by Tom and Rob of Darko. They have a new video out for the track Quite off their new EP Sparkle, which is out right at this very moment. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Heck yeah. Hi, Greg. Good to see you, man. Yeah, thanks very much for having us. Tell me about Sparkle. Um, So, yeah, I mean... A bit of backstory, Darko been going for about 10 years now. Um, and the, Sparkle is actually the first collection of songs that we've had as a band since our f- um, first full length, which was 2017. Um, during the pandemic, um, a long time vocalist, Dan, he decided to, um, well, actually he, he was on vacation in Australia visiting his parents and decided that it was better for him to stay out there so parted way with the bands um due to yeah i mean like distance being one thing but i think he felt that it was it was time for him to try something new um so uh yeah the rest of us decided to ask tom who we've been buddies with for ages uh toured with almeida his uh previous band a lot um uh, so we asked Tom and he was super excited to join us. So yeah, then we started writing a bunch of songs um, and these were the songs that came out. Um, it's been really cool to bring them out to the public. There's definitely some, there's new new sounds coming out um, and we've progressed, um, but still kind of keeping to our original sound. So yeah, it's been really exciting for me um, to get these new era darker tracks out and uh, yeah and like yeah i mean working on these songs throughout the pandemic was uh, a really like cathartic experience um obviously you know everybody had a, a tricky time throughout that period but um this was how i was able to sort of articulate and uh untangle the messy wires in my brain around that time um f- with, with this release I, um in, in general sparkle as a whole I'd consider it a bit of an instruction manual for being yourself. And uh, can can we cuss, uh, dude? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just as, as a uh, instruction manual for being yourself and not taking any shit. Uh, hence Sparkle. Um, it's not necessarily like a concept record, but um, I feel like it's a sort of gradual journey across 
the four songs on there through sort of trauma, sadness, anger, and then culminating in the sort of letting go message of the last track, uh, Quiet, which was released, which is released today. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been a really good process and I'm really thrilled that, to, that we're able to release it in, in, into the wider world today. So if I wanted to include uh, Quite in a playlist, uh, what what's the best kind of vibe for that song? So... It's kind of hard because we've come up through the, uh, the the skate punk scene where traditionally, I guess, there's been a lot more emphasis on sort of how fast you're playing rather than how uh, like emotionally resonant or how politically outspoken you're being on the track. Um, but we've, like I say, we, Darko have been uh, sort of plugging away for 10 years and and like a lot of these songs, including quite, the music was written before I joined and it was time to expand and experiment. Um I think it's just just at home in a post-hardcore or progressive thrash type circle. But I think of, of the four tracks on the record, I think this is the most traditional, uh, traditional Darko sounding song that would m- most usually be fitting on a, uh, a fast sort of skate punk compilation. The, like, I guess if you're working with a very broad audience, it's like uh, The Offspring or A Rise Against or, or something in that vein. Um yeah, the 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 fast, aggressive, uh, tone tonally diverse stuff. That's the stuff that we like, wouldn't you say, Rob? Yeah, I think um, inevitably <clears throat> because of the bands we've been playing with and the and and the friends uh, that we've uh, met along the way, we're still a skate punk band uh, to start with. But um, definitely, I've had a lot of comments from from people saying this is uh, the new stuff is more post hardcore maybe uh more on the realms of uh yeah going into Alexis on fire um but still faster i guess and uh Alexis on fire thrice and coheed which i know the bands we're all fans of um and uh yeah so it, i mean if we do uh bridge into those different audiences and that's pretty exciting too so if i this episode suddenly turned into like a tiny desk concert type thing where where would where would quite fall in the set list um that would be awesome i mean i love tiny desk so yeah (laughs) that's i want to that'd be a dream to uh, do something like that um I think yeah, we've we've spoken about it uh, quite being as due to like it's it's got some fast bits. It's got uh, I guess influences from skate punk bands and uh, and elsewhere. But um, dark, uh, this one really kind of bridges the old darko sound to the new sound. Um, uh, but it also has quite a atmospheric intro, and our sets can be pretty gun ho in your face with a lot of like intense high octane stuff all the way through so we usually kind of start that start off um nice and uh fast and aggressive um and then yeah bring it down in the middle so i i mean yeah somewhere around the middle near to the end to bring it back up again at the end um probably would work i mean we did uh test run this one a few times so uh we've been very lucky enough to uh, be out in uh, on a European tour uh, and a Canadian tour with the the band Belvedere from Calgary. Um, and though it wasn't um, uh, constant in our set, we were 
test running it in a couple of shows and that's definitely where we had it like near to the end but just before we had the last few songs when are you when are you most creative so i think you for me i'm certainly something i've learned over the years that i, I can be most creative when there's like a reckless abandon when uh you're not afraid of writing something that absolutely stinks um like for, for years i sort of had a lot of writer's block where i was throwing away a lot of good well, not necessarily good ideas probably terrible ideas because they weren't perfect when really what i should have been doing instead of throwing them out would be asking like questions like what can i do to improve them how like you know how can you take a bad idea and turn it into a good idea and then a good idea turn it into a great idea um and like i guess when you have that kind of attitude of building you know you need the foundation of, of shit at the beginning before you build on it and i think when you when you start to have that attitude it becomes like a more of like a fun puzzle rather than a, a, a rut you get stuck in and i think that's kind of the lesson i've learned about being creative um certainly when you can get into that mindset yeah i think the nice thing oh, what, what i was surprised about when we started writing with uh with tom and this was like ours we are now on a, on a, on a zoom call and uh, we approached him with some music and uh, and I think, yeah, Tom, you said you were like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I've got like ideas like you guys had in the past. Um, but we were like, oh, just just go for it. Lay some stuff down and see what happens. Uh, and most of it was like really, really, really fucking good. And we were like, oh, well, that seems ridiculous that he said that. But I totally understand as, as a musician, there's so many times where you write something and be like, nah don't want to show anybody but actually kind of sharing it with your peers and uh getting some feedback and working on it together can always uh yeah is always good um, um yeah it, it's it's been a real uh help for self-confidence as a writer certainly uh it, that i was expecting like 10 percent of my ideas to make the cut and in the end like 80 percent of the ideas made the cut you know like that's that's really really a blessing <laughs> Yeah, just find it funny sometimes to sit down. I usually find that um, <laughs> I've I've written loads of stuff where I've got to sit down and uh, I'm a music teacher um, in the, as my day job, but learn a song for a student and then I'll start noodling around and it'll be like totally different genre, uh, like off, yeah, something totally different. And then I'll just start playing and then I'll be like, oh, what if I kind of make this a bit heavier and then change it here? And then I'll be like, oh, I've actually written a riff I like and then I'll kind of divert myself from actually doing what I was meant to be doing and then try and track as many ideas down um but I do find yeah sometimes also uh when I'm sat in the car as well I'll be trying to sing back a riff and I've got so many uh, uh voice memos on my phone which are me just going and I'm just trying to uh trying to work out what I actually meant by that in pitch <laughs> What advice would you give uh, to the next generation of artists? So I think the in, in today's day and age, standing out is much more important than it ever has been in such a crowded marketplace. I think um, recording equipment and uh, facilities are, uh, are much more readily available. People are making tracks in their bedroom. Um, so and with the advent of streaming music, uh, there's just a million different options for what people can be listening to. So standing out is well important right now. And I think people should not be afraid to look at what other people are doing in different scenes and communities, both in terms of playing music or writing music, but also the marketing. I think marketing is something that um, 
certainly in my previous band and I've seen other really, really good bands uh, sort of fall at that hurdle. Um, you know, if, if you just want to show up and play the songs at a show, it's fine. But if you were looking to grow your audience, I feel like um, this is something that we're looking to work on is needing to focus on putting a great show on that people are excited about and they want to a come back and b bring their friends knowing that they're going to have a good time and i think that's um something that if you want to get to that next sort of stage um outside of playing in your hometown i think that's that's probably a good piece of advice i would say yeah for sure and i think like building upon that it's um knowing your identity because i think marketing is super important and it can it can seem especially as the creative behind it you're like oh I don't want to spam people or like I don't want to be jumping through these hoops which like you know these marketing uh <clears throat> guidelines are telling me um but by by kind of working out your identity whether it be you yourself yourself as a as an artist or or yourselves as a band like just be like um how do we fit into this and how can we do this uh, in a creative way which um which works for us um and with the accessibility to recording software at home and uh, and video software um which has become more accessible to a lot of people like the amount of creative videos uh, and uh, and production has has been really really exciting to see because you've got like it doesn't necessarily need to be a high budget video um people have like made loads of or got loads of views and got loads of fan of something that's just been like you know kind of like out the box and creative so don't don't be afraid to be creative with your live show and with your videos and content to um reflect how yeah reflect what you're doing um also, um, if you find the community, whether it being online or at a local venue or a local studio um, where creatives are, it doesn't even need to be music specific or genre specific. Like if you've got like an art area of your town or there's there's somewhere online, you know, you could discuss and share your ideas with like being part of a community can be incredibly inspiring to help you um yeah to help you create more and want to be part of it i'd, I'd uh, agree with you there like um so as uh, in brighton where i live um me and my mate run a uh or we ran a pro wrestling company and it's very much you know in that line of work that that form of art um it's very much um based on how much you can get people to pay attention so if you've got a person who's really really technically uh gifted but has no charisma or no gimmick or no unique selling point um you know there's a so what element to it where you could be very very proficient at what you're doing but are people going to remember you when they've left the show and that's i think kind of <laughs> the, the lesson i've learned from from expanding my horizons not just working in in, in music how how personal is uh sparkle like how much of the band is in this ep so i mean I, i've come in with the music already written um but personally from a lyrical perspective it's the most sort of um personal i've ever been uh with writing both both in terms of like the subject matter and also just how literal i've been when writing i think uh as i mentioned it's sort of 
getting out of a, a uh, that hole where I was trying to be very like everything had to be perfect, but also everything had to be very poetic, and I was trying to shroud everything I was trying to say in mystery and allegory, and um, it's kind of difficult when you have an urgent point to make, but also you're trying to make um, you're trying to put mysterious metaphors in there to make it fancy. And actually, I don't think it was necessary. I think the points were so urgent that I was trying to make that it was time to just be very, very frank and very literal and just say what I meant. And that was quite liberating. Um, the first song, The Ladder, uh, that we released on the EP, um, that's about uh, embedded misogyny in the punk rock scene and how terrible we've been as a collective at tackling it. Um, and there was it was a bunch of incidents that led to a sort of event horizon um, with me talking quite openly about this. But uh, it was really raw when I wrote it and it still is. Um, and as, as we learn more and more about the behaviours we've condoned with our silence and uh, and things that we've allowed to spread. And that all contributed to the, the sort of trauma that I mentioned in the last song, our, our new single, Quite. Um, it's largely related there. Um, and that song quite is all about silver linings. Um, like, I guess very much inspired by uh, being asked to join Darko. And now I've got this really creative outlet, um, despite all the things that have happened over the last few years that have caused a lot of pain. Um, there's a lot of things to look forward to and a lot of things that I can be happy for, even when you can't look backwards with anything but sadness and anger. Um Sadness and anger make up the middle tracks, certainly, of this EP. Uh, it, it's kind of hard not to feel those things when you've lived in the UK over the last few years, if you're if you're a left-wing person or you just generally care about other people um, with our tyrannical conservative government running things during the pandemic. Um, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have cared if you'd have dropped dead, really. It's uh it, and it is it's easy to feel really alienated in that environment. So yeah, there's a lot of working through. Uh, a lot of pain and anguish, but coming out on the other side with a, a refreshed and um, present viewpoint that I think, I hope, um, will resonate with the listener. If you had one extra hour in the day, what would you do with it? So, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I actually gained an extra hour um, when I started working remotely. I used to have to go to work every day and then the pandemic hit and now I have an extra hour and I thought brilliant oh, look, think about all the things I could do and now I just spend it like sleeping and doom scrolling and just wasting time um, but ideally I think if I'm much more disciplined I'd like to spend it meditating not necessarily even in a sitting with my legs crossed um, with my eyes closed I mean just being kinder to myself uh, not looking at my phone not worrying about the past or the or the future um, you know, I could be singing or playing games or, or whatever, or, or or indeed uh, spending time reaching out to friends as well. I think uh, that's something that we could all be spending time doing if we're just sitting on our phones anyway, just mindlessly looking at nonsense on social media. Like you've got the thing in your hand, you might as well reach out to somebody. And um, it's always nice to receive a message as well. So that's kind of, you know, if I'm if I'm being true to myself, that's what I'd like to do more if, if I had more, more hours in the day. How about you, Rob? Uh, yeah, I mean, personally, this is kind of like a backwards view on the fact that uh, during lockdown, it did seem, yeah, it was, it was an extremely odd time. Um, I was restricted from a lot of the things that I was used to doing. 
um, being out and seeing my friends and and um, going to shows um, uh, um, and integrating with the community and stuff, well, in real person, like, you know, like rather than just online. Uh, but what I didn't really appreciate is how much I did get those couple of hours where I would sit down. We spoke about when you're most creative. I don't know if I was most creative during that time because of the inspiration not always being there, but I spent a lot of time kind of sat with whatever instrument I was playing at the day, like a lot of guitar and just sat down and had that time, which I find quite meditative, like not even thinking I'd need to write a song or I need to learn something specifically, but I just was like, right, I've got this time now. I'll I'll play some music and see see where it takes me. And a lot of it was personal. It wasn't really to release, but it was. It just still helped me develop as a musician. Um, and now, well, now we're uh, now stuff's opened up. <clears throat> I'm uh, enjoy myself, keep it busy with work and 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 the band and stuff. I feel like. I've just appreciated how much I rush around all day and having having that extra hour to kind of sit down and with a with a guitar or you know um with some music and uh, and use that as a meditation um that's what I would do Tell me about the moment uh, that you decided that uh you wanted to pursue music Yeah absolutely I mean um I when I was growing up and similarly to Tom I was I was playing in bands when I was younger and then uh, I was always playing music, but I went for a few years of not playing in bands. And then when I was studying, um, I guess preparing to decide what I wanted to do for uni, then I was just like, okay, well, I need to do, uh, I need to study probably maths and electronics and uh, business studies. And then I'll be going out into the world, wide world. And when I went to those studies, I just didn't find it uh that I just could I just couldn't get into it really. I don't know if it was the time of my life. And I was learning I was learning some stuff but um <clears throat> and the jobs that I was working at the time, I just remember always looking at the clock. Like I was there but I was there just because it was work and I needed to do the work and then I was gonna go home again and that's what I was waiting for. Um and it wasn't until I started uh teaching um and then I realised that I was I was started doing work in the moment. So I personally, um, I guess working in music full time, but with various different things. So uh, <clears throat> I teach um, most of the day, uh, and then I run a label with some friends, uh, Lockdoor Records, who released the Darko um, Darko uh, EP in UK and Europe, um, and that's still like a lot more. Uh, administration and on the marketing side and stuff and less kind of frontline creative sometimes but I, I don't know I, I feel I felt a bit more well, way more present when I was doing it so uh, then whether it be teaching like in the studio or touring uh, with Dark or other bands I was just like I was living there and then I realized it's like okay this is this is something I want to be doing not because I'm doing it from um you know means end um so for me there wasn't really a light bulb moment um it, i just found something that i wasn't bad at <laughs> which was uh, it's a that took uh i mean to be fair i started playing in bands when i was like 13 14 so um 
yeah, like thankfully I didn't have a lot of time of uh, like sort of floating around in the universe, um, hoping to play football when I was terrible at it, that kind of thing. Um, it's it's funny because it's, I guess, it's never been a, it, like, as soon as I understood how money works, it's never really been a, a career aspiration because for us to be uh, making a career out of it would have to be on the road all the time uh, to earn a very, very low wage. But thankfully, um, I've kind of come to the conclusion that, you know, a lot of people spend a lot of money on their hobbies, their vocations, their their things that they, they enjoy and they do um, to make life more interesting. And, uh, you know, it's got to the point now where we can go and play in all these amazing places and people come out to see us and it's the best hobby imaginable for us, really. Right? you want uh, people to get from sparkle what would you like for them to walk away with i guess just whatever they need um it's it's because it's such a varied uh record especially considering the sort of more pedestrian side of the uh of the skate punk scene um i just hope that their their horizons are broadened certainly i hope that uh, i mean for me like i mentioned it's uh it's it's a journey where you know, you're going to feel uh, tumultuous um, things and your, your life is going to be up and down, but there's always um, something at the end of it there where, I mean, for me, certainly, uh, it maybe depending on what the listener's been through, uh, perhaps it's a little insensitive to say, like, you know, like there's always something good on the horizon. But for me, there's certainly things that wouldn't have happened uh, had the bad thing not happened in the first place um, that led on to a chain of events that led on to something great. And um, I feel like, yeah, there's always always something great on the horizon. And I think that's kind of the, the last little instalment of hope. I think the last the last line of the, the EP, which, uh, to, be, to be honest, is, you know, full of very misanthropic, very cynical uh lines and and phrases and and verses um i'm quite traumatized but i think i'll be fine and i think there's a little sort of little glimmer of hope there at the end and i hope that's what people take away from it yeah i mean i think that that's a yeah really good good answer um i not to simplify it from my end but I, I always like to think that somebody's getting some sort of enjoyment from what we're doing, if they're listening to it. I mean, obviously you have a choice whether you want to listen to it or not, but whether it be whether it be working through something, uh, using it and it's, 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 it's cathartic or whether, whether like, you know, something as simple as like you're just putting it on to like after, after a day and just enjoying music because for the for the um for the riffs and for the for the melodies and if if somebody could be like oh, i just sat down and really uh yeah really kind of made me feel good to uh listen through that um might not be for everybody but that that's always nice to know um it, um yeah if that works for people what kind of film do you think uh quite would be the best fit for I think it's too fast to go into it like but, um it, it's tricky i think if there was a uh if it was 
in the background of a emotional scene, it would just ruin it because it's too frantic. Um, perhaps, yeah, it, it, I could possibly see in a war scene or someone or some zombies being hacked up or, uh, you know, anything where the, the tension is, is, is high and the, uh, the, the cuts are, are, are fast, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, also, you know, the kind of the, the racing scene, the, the uh, it, yeah, it's inevitably kind of fits with the, the action film vibe because you just assume the, the fast pace would be like, yeah, a motorbike chase or that you've got that build as well. Uh, but, it, yeah, it'd be interesting. It could be um, a complete juxtaposition to a very uh, relaxed romantic scene. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the, the cool thing about Quite um, is that it's it's not only the fastest song on the um, on the record, I'd say, but also there's, there's a lot of dynamic shifts. It starts off very quiet and then there's um, things cut out. Um, and, and I think, yeah, it, it's kind of almost um, like I mentioned with the ups and downs of life. I guess you get those peaks and troughs even even within the song. Um, so any kind of story that involves um, a an equilibrium, a disequilibrium, and a reequilibrium for all the media students out there, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like that's where that song lies. So tell the folks uh, listening at home and all over the world where they can hear uh, and purchase Sparkle. Um, so are you, if you're in uh, the US, uh, Canada. Um, there is thousandislandsrecords.com uh, and there are Canadian label who distribute to the whole of the USA. You can get Sparkle, uh, you can pre-order the vinyl, get it on CD um, from them with a, a bundle so you can get this Sparkle t-shirt. Um, then on all your favourite streaming services, like you've got your Spotify, Tidal, Deezer. Um, we've got um, our YouTube uh which you'll be able to find um darko band um and then every track of sparkle has a video uh which um our friend ben pollard very very patiently spent a whole day with us doing all four videos in one day um which was uh which was incredible and he he does quote that it was one of the smelliest shoots he's done as well because I think maybe our diets the day before had been a uh, had been a curry or something I don't know um, <laughs> um, and uh, where else could you go? oh and we've got a <clears throat> there's um, a piece called Sparkle in Motion where Tom goes um, more in depth into the lyrics which you can get on Vimeo. Um, and that um, is all the videos with a little introduction and a little behind the scenes of um, uh, the background of the tunes as well. And uh, where can the listeners find you on social media? Good question. Um, Darko underscore band. Um, so we've got Facebook, um, Darko underscore band, Twitter and Instagram. I guess we're more, more active on instagram then facebook um and tom's been on the twitter so uh there uh not on tiktok as yet maybe we're a bit too old for that but we uh we you may find us on tiktok one day um you'll find us on tiktok when everybody else is when, when tiktok's not cool anymore and it's been uh taken over by old dickheads like us 
Um, that's when that's when we'll start to develop a TikTok plan. I'm sure. I was just going to say, if I could cut in for my own uh, promotion, that you can get uh, Sparkle on vinyl in UK and Europe from LockjawRecords.co.uk. I forgot to mention my own label, just the American. <laughs> See, marketing, marketing, guys, it's important. <laughs> yes, I am marketer. <laughs> Thank you uh, both for uh, taking time out of your day to talk to me. I have I have enjoyed this so much. Um, as, as someone who has listened to the EP all the way through, it is absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much, man. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you very much. That means a lot. This has been a Rod Wharton production in association with Spring Break 83 Entertainment. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.